on our way back from George when we were up there recently, and uh, the Lord gave me a, not a tale of two cities, but a tale of three scenarios. And so last week was the first scenario. The storm is coming. When we were driving home, there was a storm that was coming. And then somebody gave, uh, phoned me and said, hey, this is the dream that I have. And so I knew this is what I need to do. I don't know if you've come down through the Overberg region during this time of the year, and the canola fields are there. It is bright yellow. It is beautiful. And I thought, Lord, what are you saying to me? Patty gets processed now because I often say, Lord, what are, you, what are you saying to me? He says, why does God have to speak to you in everything you look at? I, because I love creation. And so I, that's what, how I like God to speak to me through his creation. So anyway, I saw these uh, canola plants. And as I was looking, there were sections that were just yellow. But then there was these like big green sections every year and there. And it was generally on the rocky place where they, I would think they couldn't put seed there or seed wouldn't grow there. And then there were also uh, sections where it was quite sparse. There was yellow and green and it's like a bit of a motley bunch of flowers there. And so I said, Lord, what are, what are you saying to me? What, are you, what can we learn from what you're saying? And so I, I want to go to Matthew 13 and verse 1, which is not there, but Matthew 13 and verse 18, we can go there. At the same day, Jesus went out the house and sat beside the sea. Great crowds came to listen to him. There were so many, can you imagine, they were like pushed up against him. So he thought, now let me get into a boat and move off the shore. And the other thing is, when you speak over water, it actually carries better. And seeing as though Jesus created, he knew what worked and what didn't work. And so uh, the, the crowd stood on the beach but so, in, in verse 18 it says, Hear then the parable. A parable is used to illuminate or to illustrate. That's a, it's a, it's a, a picture that is put alongside the story that's being told. So it makes it easier for that story to be understood. He says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Guys, when God gives you a word, He speaks into your life, and you don't understand it. It says yeah, you don't understand it. The devil will steal that away from you. You've got to pray and ask God to help you understand what you're hearing and what you're seeing. People often, they don't phone me, but they often phone Patty and say to her, I had a dream last night. What do you think it means? And I know what's coming for that person. The answer is, you go and pray and ask God to tell you what that dream is about. God's given it to you. And then when you feel you have the interpretation, bring it and then we can talk about it. You've got to be careful. People have dreams and they, they can get weird. But I, unfortunately, I can't dream because it says old men dream dreams. And I'm not old. Everyone who's been here more than 
one month will know that I say that often. As for what is sown on the rocky ground, the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. I've seen people, I've seen so many like this. They're excited about it, and, and, but they don't root themselves. They, they last for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. When the pressure comes on, Donnie could have said, I'm not serving you anymore, Lord. I've had enough. But no, he realized straight away, this is the enemy coming against me. I need to plug this hole. I need to stop the, where the water is coming in. Verse 22, As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. You know what's weird? People say, money is the root of all evil. That's what people say. But the word says, the love of money. Money can't do anything. It's paper. It can't do anything. Patty was washing it the other day. I was quite perplexed as to why she was washing all the notes. I thought, well, is this money dirty? Or did you just forget to take it out of your pocket? Verse 13. 23, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. Guys, if you don't understand, you need to ask. You need to get people to help you. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. You know what? A lot of Christians settle for 30. Oh, that's good enough. No, it's not good enough, man. Come on. 100 is good enough. Not 30, not even 60. Oh, I'm going on pension now. Uh, I'll become a full-time deacon. I'll just settle for 60 or 30. In case you don't know, that I'm talking about Andre and Linda. Matthew 13 in verses 12 to 13, I really felt God give me something here that I haven't seen before. It says, whoever has will be given more. Like you think, but that's not fair. But God does it. God's not fair. You know that? God's not fair. And they will have an abundance. You know all the story of the talents. Hey, this, is just a, this is just extra. When, when he comes back and he says, what have you done with your five? He says, oh, I've got ten. The other one, what have you done with your two? I've got four. He says, to Oak, what have you done? No, I haven't done anything. I sat on it because you're a terrible person and I was scared you were going to punish me. He says, okay, out into the outer darkness. And he takes what the guy had that was released and he gives it to the guy who's got the most. That's what it says. Whoever does not have carrying on, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. That's why I give them pictures. Do, Jesus is trying to help them to understand. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. It's actually a quote from Isaiah. But I want to say today, what's the condition of your heart? Is your soil good? Is it the amazing thing? I went and looked canola 
it has to be planted at exact right depth. Too deep, it'll drown. Too, too high, not deep enough, and it'll, it'll die. You see, there's, we need to be accurate. We need to be accurate with the Word of God. The funny thing about canola, the only place you see it is in Overberg and that, that area because canola needs cold, rainy weather. It's the only place in South Africa that does that. Cold and rainy. So the major constraints to canola are low rainfall. So what is that for me? It says you are not watering your heart the way God intends you to. Low rainfall, you're not, you're not going to have a good return. You're going to maybe have 30, hopefully 30, not below 30. You know what the other thing is? Weeds. You, this is so funny. When I read it, I thought, how is this possible? The weeds grow quicker than the canola. So they actually put the canola into the shade. And the canola won't grow because it's in the shade. It needs sun. So weeds reduce the light. They use up the soil moisture, soil oxygen, nutrients. And so all that stuff is not available to the crop. Guys, is that in your heart? Is, is your heart ready to receive from God? Not enough fertilizer. Are you fertilizing? Are you spending time in the Word? Are you, are you spending time praying? I, I, we say this every week, and I'm not being religious. This is a discipline. We need to do these things. I've been really strict with my wife in recent times. Every morning. Worship, Word, pray. I thought, I'm being hard on her. She said, no, this is okay. I'm so glad that you're leading me well. Husbands, lead your wives well. Husbands, lead your wives well. Don't wait for your wife to lead you. What does your soil look like? What are you hearing and what are you seeing? So in other words, what are you fertilizing with? What are you watering? So now we shoot over to Matthew 16 and verse 13. Probably a very common scripture to many of us. But I saw something here that I've never seen before. Matthew 16 and verse 13. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea, He asked His disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? Watch the answers. And they said, Some say John the Baptist, Others say Elijah, And others Jeremiah, Or one of the prophets. What do you think that stuff is? That's no understanding. It's no hearing. It's no seeing. It's that thing that Jesus said, there'll be those that don't see, that don't, and this is his disciples. Then he says, but who do you say I am? And one guy, the same guy that jumped out the boat and walked on the water, or tried to walk on the water, Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, 
Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. That word reveal is the word revelation. Only God, I've said this before, only God can give you revelation. Don't have people stand at the front of the church or anywhere and say, I want to give you this revelation. No, they can't because it's a spiritual thing. It's into the heart. And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You are Peter. That word Peter. Petros. Small stone. And on this rock, big stone, revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the big stone. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. When you get revelation, keys of the kingdom, when you come against the devil, you walk in authority. You don't walk in meekness. You don't stand down. You are confident in what God has done in your life and what you will continue to do. I'm telling you, the longer you spend sending the Lord, serving the Lord, the more you will grow in the authority that God has given you. You will grow confidence. When I was in matric, I couldn't stand up and do my little talk for two minutes in English. In Afrikaans, I couldn't even do one minute. I used to like duck. Hey, if I get this far back today, I won't have to do it. And then only next week. But eventually, your ducking and diving only gets you so far. And I want to tell you, when you duck and dive the devil, he's going to get you. But if you go for him because you have a revelation in your heart that I am a son of God. And God says he will build his church. I am the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So this afternoon, the seed has been sown. So these guys here, they didn't understand what was going on. They weren't hearing they weren't seen, and they had walked with Jesus for about three, three and a bit years. They'd walked with him, they'd spoken with him, they'd helped feed him, and he had fed them, and all sorts of stuff. And yet, there was no revelation. Guys, I want to say to you today, when you're walking with God, when you're walking with Jesus, there needs to be revelation. And the only way that you receive revelation is when you recognize Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior over your life. Not when someone stands and tells you, no, my son served the Lord until he was about 25. He led worship. He went to a Christian school. But you know what? There was no revelation. He's backslidden now, not serving the Lord. Wow, no revelation. Guys, don't come to church, sit here, have a cup of coffee afterwards and leave. Get revelation from God. If there's anything that I want to stir in you is a, a hunger for, for what Jesus has for you. Guys, 30 is not enough. 60 is not enough. We want to be hundredfold Christians. 
We want to be 100. You know what? It's not good enough to be 30. I've, I've heard it said, you know, if you're 30, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Because what happens if the Lord takes it from you and he says, out. Your 30 is not enough. Man, I don't want to see any of you guys in that situation. So what do we do? We, we, we like, like uh, a crop, we tend it. We tend it. I'm going to look at the saturation, meditation, expectation. Because this is the place where revelation comes. When you saturate yourself with the Word of God. I mean saturate. not. And you know what? Saturate doesn't mean amount. You can take one verse and God can saturate you with that one verse. So guys, we, we need to, to look after. We need to tend our crop. We need to, that seed when it comes, we need to saturate ourselves with it. We need to saturate ourselves with, with, the, with the water of the Word. We need to get that seed up and growing. Because if it doesn't start to grow quickly, weeds will grow faster. If it doesn't start to grow quickly, the other thing that happens, you get pests and disease that destroy that crop. And you know, that happens right in the beginning always. Look, what about that story? When, when Moses was a baby, king tried to kill him while he was a child. When Jesus was a baby, Herod tried to kill him. When the word is new in your heart, the devil will try to rob you from it. And you know what? The devil uses lots of things. Like I'll be preaching this now and we go home and then Patty and I have an argument. I'm not saying we will. And everything that I've said is like, yes, God is gracious. He'll forgive me. But I've lost out. I've slipped back to 60 instead of 120. I always like more than what we can have. Saturate. Think about something. Read a verse. And as you go through the day, as you, uh, as you spend time doing whatever you do, just think on that verse. Lord, what, are you, what is the revelation? Because I want to tell you there's nothing in God's Word that He hasn't written for you to get revelation. Meditation. When you've read it and you're sitting down, you're having lunch, whatever, supper, meditate on it. I'm not talking about all that weird stuff out there, mindfulness and whatever. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. All religions, they want to empty themselves. Christianity, we want to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And then there needs to be a measure of expectation. Patty and I have prayed for people and seen the miraculous happen. We've prayed for people and nothing has happened. You know why? Just in case you think you're doing it, God reminds you, actually it's me that's happening. 
You can't do anything. You can hold them by the head. You can shake them backwards and forwards. You can push them over. Nothing will happen if Jesus is not there. If the Holy Spirit is not working in that person's life. I've been touched by the Holy Spirit. And there have been other times when people have prayed for me. I think, what's going on here? But you know what? I put those things out of my mind. I, I want you, Jesus. I want you to make a difference in my life. Not what people say, not what people do, but what you speak into my life. Canola fields. The last thing I want to say about them. As you look over those fields, you can see what is like a, a car or a tractor has actually ridden over that field. There's these two things that go like this. And one of the things I felt God say to me is there are some of us that have allowed the pressure that you live under, whatever the thing may be, to, for the Lord to put tracks in your heart where the seed cannot grow. I really, I really felt that as I was praying for this, that uh, those pathways can be all sorts of things in your life. I wonder if we could just close our eyes. I don't want you to get tense. I want you to just relax. Just relax. The Holy Spirit's here. The Holy Spirit's here. Yes, Lord. Those pathways are felt where the problem lies and that there's no revelation so that's where you get the 60-fold and the 30-fold where, where these pathways have cut through that field that the Lord has put in your life. The Lord wants you to be this bright yellow field of canola. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. I always thought tulips were beautiful. I want to tell you, those, those canola fields are beautiful. And I believe God has given them to us as a picture tonight to be aware of some things. The first thing being, if there's, if there's any track in your life, if there's unforgiveness, if there's uh, offense, if there's self-pity, if there's any one of those things, and I'm asking, Lord, that you will just show it to the people that it, if it is there, that you will come right now and you'll show them if there's a pathway in their life. Praying for that right now, Lord. There's places where the seed couldn't be sown. You've, you've hardened your heart in areas of your life. Yes, you're serving God, but you're 30-fold because you've hardened parts of your heart to what the Lord wants to do in your life, what the Lord wants to do through your life. And in that sparse area, I just, that's 30-fold. And you know, that, you know this evening, whether you are 30, 60, 100, you know if you've, if you've got spots where it's not growing, and you know if you've got these tracks in your life. And then there were fields with no flowers, Nothing. I don't know if it was a different type of plant, but there was 
it was just bare and not pleasant to look at at all. I, b- I believe that field is the field where you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ yet. You have not done that. You haven't said, Jesus, come and be my Lord and my Savior. When you do that, the, the plants begin to grow. The seed begins to be planted and watered and grow in your life. Is there anyone like that this evening? Is there anyone that's never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ? No, no pressure, no. But I do want you just to think about it. Lord, if I had a revelation of you or if I've only ever done and seen what I've seen others do, not heard from you directly. If you like that this this evening, I wonder if you could just stand. I I would love to pray with you if if there's anybody that falls into that area. You're sitting there now and you know this is This is business with God. Yes, Lord. I do feel that the people have pathways in their life where they've been robbed of the crop that God wants to give them. And it can be a whole lot of things. It can be for unforgiveness. It can be offense. It can even be physical healing. Stopping you from serving God in the way that He wants you to. And you getting frustrated because you can't win this battle. I want to tell you this, this evening God wants to come and change that. He wants to come and change that. Is there anyone that feels they have a pathway in their life? I wonder if you just stick your hand up. I wonder if you you people could just stand and maybe come to the front. We're going to pray for you. We're going to trust God that that path is going to be uh, torn up so that seed can go in and there can be a return, not of 30, 60, but of 100. 